Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So I'm going to record a couple episodes. I think there's going to be three, maybe over time there'll be more, that are just me thinking and pondering a little bit more about the concept of time. So let me tell you a little bit about what's coming up. So I have been in the process of writing a lot, possibly a book, um, teaching a lot in Flow 365, and really deeply considering in a new way myself just the next evolution of my relationship with time and doing that in the great company of a group of amazing women who are part of our Flow 365 program. And they listen to me talk a lot about time. And I'm always prefacing what I'm saying with, you know, this is something new that I'm thinking about. And so what's happening right now in Plan Simple World is that the last weekend of August, we have a retreat for Flow 365 that is one of our 90-day retreats where we come together as an amazing, intimate group of women. It's my favorite part of the Flow program. There's many favorite parts, but this is one of them, is these retreats where we kick off a 90-day set of goals. And we're thinking about the next season in our lives. The season, like literally the season at this point will be going into the fall, but also the season we're in with our kids, in our career, in our marriage, in our homes, in our relationship to our parents. All sorts of seasons come up when we're doing this planning. And we just look at life and then we move forward into the next 90-day season with a lot of intention. And it's the most beautiful process to witness ever. It's so amazing. And we do it in a group. So everybody witnesses everybody. And it's it's really, I don't, I don't think I'm alone in that it's many people's favorite part of flow. So very often as we get to this part where I'm opening the doors and inviting others in, I go back to the initial principles of the flow planner and teach about how impactful a 90-day goal is and how that 90-day goal flows forward into a month, into a week, and into a day, and how that creates flow within our lives, like literal flow, feeling like we're in flow. And I've taught that a number of times. You can go back even in the podcast and tune into some of those episodes and I'll continue teaching it. It's something that I constantly, we're constantly reminding each other of within flow because time is something that we have been so conditioned to believe is a certain way. It We really need consistent reminders to understand that it can unfold in different ways than we think is possible. 
And so when I got to thinking about inviting you in this time, inviting the next group in, I just decided I wanted it to be a quieter invitation, maybe a deeper invitation, and just more in response to where we are right now, where I am right now, where we are in the world right now. So I thought that instead of trying to very, you know, more perfectly and simply um, stating all the things that I already know work because we're practicing them all the time and I can explain them with my eyes closed, I'd open up a little bit and talk more about some of the newer ideas that I'm thinking about time, some of the newer ways that I'm trying to explain this process um, that has been so impactful for so many women. And if it resonates with you, this is how we roll in Flow 365. It's all about deciding what you want and being in loving community with a group of women who want it for you sometimes more than you want it for you. You know, we have this initial idea of something that we want, which is what we're going to talk about actually a little bit today. And then all the, you know, reasons that we can't have it come into our consciousness. And so that's really what we are working with when we're in flow and when we're working with planning and when we're deciding how we're going to show up to a day and what it is that we really want in our lives and what the, what, what our lives and the world and our communities and our kids and ourselves really need from us in a given day, in a given week, in a given month, in a given season. So if anything I'm talking about in these special episodes is resonant with you and you want to come jump into this next 90-day season of flow, it's, as far as I can tell, the last time I'm going to open up flow for just 90 days. In the past, it's always been a year-long commitment. In COVID, I opened it up for 90 days. And it's also for sure going to be the last time it's at this price point. So I know from years past that everyone who signs up for 90 days in this past year keeps signing up and signing up and signing up. We have, you know, people have been in flow for over three years and it's wonderful. It's so amazing to just witness the spiral of what it's like to start a journey and keep going and sometimes even keep coming up against the same obstacles, but going through them in a whole different way. It's, it's really the most beautiful thing ever to witness, which I think I've now said like a hundred times. Anyway, if anything's resonant with you, come check out Flow in this month of August before the end. I close the cart in enough time to get you this package so you have all the assets to work with during the retreat. This isn't going to be a big, loud launch. It's just going to be me doing a couple of episodes, sending a few emails, and inviting those in whom this really talks to. And if you do come in for this 90 days, you basically lock in this price that we've been at for the last three years, which will be changing for the launch that's for 2022, the end of 2021. All right, that's what I know. So again, I'm going to do three episodes. And my goal behind these episodes is just to talk about time in a way that is more of a discussion than an absolute because, you know, I don't know everything about time. Time is, is a construct that I've been working with and practicing for many years now. I was actually just going through and we were doing this exercise in flow of mapping out um, a project. And I'm going to do something similar with you all in the next episode. And 
my dad came up behind me because I'm visiting my parents right now. And he was like, do you know, you've been doing this since you were like five, <laughs> you've been like planning out and moving around post-its. I was like, oh, interesting. So I've been practicing how I can, how time lives within me for a long time. And it became more formal after I wrote a book about food and family and health and realized that one of the biggest obstacles that women and mothers were having around food and dinner and their own health and self-care was more to do with time than what they needed to do. And I love talking about what we need to do. And I love getting people on this podcast who know even more than me about what we need to do. And I still notice that it's it's carving out, making the space to have this, to give room to letting these things in is is where a lot of the work is and the practice is actually at. So that's that's why we're here. So today I wanted to start off with just talking a little bit about what time is and this idea that planning time is even a good idea because it kind of seems opposite than a lot of the promises actually that come out of planning, the idea that you would plan for time and that that would open up freedom in your life seems a little counterintuitive, right? Like we think that we should just live on a whim if we're going to live in freedom. And actually I've noticed it's quite different. So that's the piece I want to talk about today. So you might've heard me say this before, if you're in Flow 365, you've heard me say it pretty much daily. But I like to talk a lot about planning as a gift from our past self to our future self so that we can receive the gift in the now, so that we can be in the now. So again, it's a gift from our past self to our future self so that we can be in the now. And just unpack that a little, right? If I'm making a plan, I'm making a pl plan today for a week from now. So it's like I'm thinking about today what me a week from now might need. And then when I land in that moment a week from now, I've it's you see how it's that gift from my past self to my future self so that I have it right then. So that if I'm having this desire to go on a trip, I've made the plans and I can go on the trip a week from now. If I am wanting to feel more energy or sleep better, I've you know, created a plan for how to do that. And over the course of a week, I've stacked up all these little practices. And a week from now, I've given this gift to myself of knowing what to do to sleep better. Does that make sense? So let's talk a little bit about now. And just this whole concept of that there really is only now. And this is one of the things that is wild. And I don't know that we think about this enough because we feel that there's so much more than now. Sometimes the past and the future, they weigh on us even more, definitely more than the present moment and take up more space sometimes than we think the present moment does. So let's just think about a now moment, okay? And think about how different a moment can seem to just even ourselves, like it's pretty easy to think about, you know, if I'm in a conversation, if I'm in a conversation with you and we're talking about, I don't know, going swimming 
and in the ocean. And let's say you love swimming in the ocean based on past experiences, and I'm very fearful of the ocean. So we're in the now talking about going in the, in the ocean. And can you see how the stories we have in our head can probably actually make us show up to that exact same conversation in different ways? Because my fear of the ocean and your excitement about the ocean are going to come into the now and have us experiencing that conversation in a very different way. So let's just think about you at dinner. So think about a dinner that you make maybe more than you've made it more than once. You have it kind of regularly. We all have those. <laughs> I definitely have those. And let's just say that not only is the dinner the same, but like as much of the scene is the same. You know, you have the same kids at the table. It's at the same time. Let's even assume that they've had similar days. So the only variable is you. Okay. And it's actually only things that you're in control of. We'll get to where it might be things that you're not in control of. So let's say that you have this dinner and in one scenario, you worked until 5.30, you rushed to the grocery store, you came home, you made this dinner, and then you sat down and ate it with your kids. Like, just think about how that now moment would be. And then let's think through another scenario where you consciously close your computer at 4.30, you head home, you open the fridge, the food is in there, you take it out, maybe something's already prepped a little, you get that same dinner on the table right? Same dinner, same food, same company, very different experience. Let's think about that same dinner. Let's say that you had it in that unrushed way. But let's say that one day you had a snack at three. And so by the time it was six o'clock dinner, yeah, you were like kind of hungry, but not really. And another day you forgot to eat lunch, same dinner, you came home. Imagine how different that same experience would just feel in your body right? So it's not good or bad that you had a snack or didn't have a snack or you skipped lunch. Like that's not what we're talking about. But we're talking about the same dinner just is going to feel different with different a different set of circumstances. So same time, same dinner, you're doing the same amount of cooking, but it just feels different based on how you're showing up. Imagine the same dinner, everything's good, you've made it, um, but imagine you go to sit down for dinner and you have been fighting with your spouse since morning. Or imagine that same dinner where there was no fight involved and you came home and you just had this long hug embrace with your spouse. And then you all sit down for dinner. See how we can bring the past into the now moment. And do you see where just little bits of a plan change that experience, right? So there's also things that might feel more out of our control. We can control whether we go to the grocery store or not. We can control whether we plan what's for dinner or not. Other things in life, you know, we can't control. Let's talk biology. Let's say you have your period versus you don't have your period. For some of us, that means more than others. Let's say you slept well the night before versus you haven't slept longer than two hours in a couple of days. Let's say you're really hot versus you're really cold, right? How does that same dinner feel different with your different biology? See how we have these different experiences. And so this is why just looking at that and we, you know, we would, the things that are feel 
a little more out of our control. There's still ways to make plans for them. We'll talk about that in a minute or possibly actually in the next next teaching. But I just wanted to show you just how many variables there can be. And we didn't even get into the variables of all the other people at the dinner table who could have had any kind of day and come together in a different way. And how different that same dinner can be, which we know because if you come together for dinner as a family every night, you know that it's a very different experience every time that happens. So when we think about this idea of there's only now and that planning is just a gift from our past self to our future self, we can see how planning is important not to be rigid or controlling, but it just allows us to make the now moment, let's say, as clean as possible, right? Because we can see how easy it is to bring our past, our day, like the day so far, or, um, you know, we haven't even gone into the fact that maybe the dinner you're making could be like, remind you of your grandmother who passed away 10 years ago, right? And then all of a sudden, you're bringing that past story into the now moment of dinner, we're just talking about today, this past day. So in the now, the only thing, the only way that the past or present is with us is in the now. And it's because we've brought it here. And planning helps us just clear the space. So there's times, and we're going to go into some of them, where we need to bring the past or the present into the now moment. That's how we process things. That's also how we plan. And yet, we do it unconsciously all day long. And that's where planning can be really helpful. Because we need to create that space, the space to be in the now moment instead of freaking out over something. So let's just go through some examples. Like, let's look talk about the future. So the news is a great example of how the future can come into the now. So a lot of times, you know, sometimes the news is reporting on the past, but the more sensational news, especially right now, is guessing about the future, even the future of the pandemic, which we don't really know because we're not in the future yet, but it's guessing. And then we bring that fear of what the future will be like into the now moment. I'm going to keep saying into at, to the dinner table because that's like a really tangible way to pull us into the now moment, right? So it's like this, the media is having us think about the future and that's clogging up being present with the five people who are right in front of us at the dinner table. A example that's a little bit closer to home. So over the years, I've actually, one of my claims to fame <laughs> is that I you know, try to be conscious of what's happening in the world and in the media, um, because I don't want to be aloof or I don't want to um, bypass any pro pain I need to process or anything. Um, but I don't want to get tangled in the media. I don't want to be I, so so I don't, I, I have different ways. I, I don't spend my time listening to media, because that doesn't help me to be most present in the now, which is clearly what I think is really important. And something that has come up recently, just a little less, um, I don't know, maybe feels as heavy, but, you know, not as media, you know, not as 
big as the media is the college process. So in our house, I have a, a, a going to be senior who's thinking about college. And I'm noticing how much just the process and the belief about the passing of time and what's next, how much fear that can bring into right now. And it's not even me. <laughs> like I can see it with, with my son. And then I can see how that even comes in to me. So that's a really good example of when, where we bring these things in to right now, which aren't about right now. And I love the example of college because you and I can probably see how ridiculous it is that any 17-year-old would think that what happens next year will affect the rest of their lives because we have had so much life and we've had so much transition that it's quite clear now, you know, 20 plus years out from that, that um, 30 plus years, I'm trying to think of how old I am, <laughs> 20 plus years out from that, that that the the 18th year of my life would would affect everything, that I need to be in fear about all the things that are happening right now in my 17th year, because that will somehow affect everything, right? And I have enough perspective. I've done enough different things. I even went to college, left college, went to a different place, and then went to a different college. Like, I actually had an experience that informed quite the opposite. Yet, I can see how one can be so attached to how time is supposed to be, right? How we're supposed to go from this school to that school, to that school, to life, to job, whatever. And how that is so linear in our understanding of what's possible. So sometimes it helps to go back to see where we're getting stuck. So I just wanted to show about how the future can fog up the now. And then let's look at, let's look at something more simple. Let's say Let's say I really want X, like I'm dreaming about building a company, or I'm dreaming about writing a book, or I'm dreaming about going on this trip. But let's just say nobody like me does that. Or I want to be an artist, but my third grade teacher told me I was bad at drawing. I want to write a book, but the doctor told me I'm dyslexic. I want to make my marriage work, but my parents got divorced, right? So often we we have these dreams about the future, but we constrict what we could do right now to get toward that future based on the past. So we're really mucking up the now moment. All of these stories are just to show you how often the now moment is not a clear space. <laughs> and so what planning does is it's basically creating a container. It's creating a space for you to show up wholly and presently right now. That is why it's a gift from your past self to your future self, so that you can show up right now. And so in some sense, because of this, what planning does is it helps us like loosen the grip of time. And I see this over and over and over again in Flow 365. Like we can be so tight 
on time. You know, we really want this thing. And so we, it's like we tighten that grip. And literally, when we tighten the grip, we cannot move forward. And what's so interesting is that when we loosen the grip and we create the space, we have a space to move into. And again, it's just so opposite of what we were taught. And one of the ways that I really saw this was with money, actually. And it was a couple years ago, or, you know, more than a couple years ago, and I had a coach. And it was at a time when I, I think it was before I wrote my book, before the planner came out, like before I was really thinking about time. And I had, I had gone from, I owned a design company, which, you know, made, made a living. Um, and I was being called into this new kind of work, which was coaching and it was new and it was different. And I, I couldn't figure out what I was doing. And there was something about it that felt more freeing to me. Like I could see this, this piece of freedom in it. Like I couldn't see the whole picture, but I could see the freedom. And for most of us, freedom is a, a feeling that we will move toward. And in seeing this feeling of freedom, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I thought that I had had freedom when I started this design company. But in the end, I like created a job for myself because I grew this company and I had these three kids and blah, 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 blah. I had this whole story beyond it. And so what I decided was that freedom must mean like I didn't need an office and I could work whenever I wanted and all these things. And so I was a little bit into that, yet I was feeling the least free I think I had ever felt. I had three little kids. You know, this was right around, this was right after I had gotten healthy. But I just like, there was this piece that was just feeling like, especially in my career and around money, it was just feeling so constrained. So I had a coach and I just looked up to her so much and she really seemed to feel free. And so I would just sort of look at her and I would obviously talk to her because she was my coach and I would, you know, unpack things with her. But I would also just like notice her life and notice what she was doing and notice what she was telling me she was doing. And what I noticed was that I was having this desire to just do whatever the hell I wanted, whenever the hell I wanted. And I wasn't really clear what that was, but I had this like faint idea that I had these kids and I wanted to be with them, but I also wanted to make the same money. And I love this idea of coaching. It was like all over the place. And so as a result, I was not showing up anywhere. Well, nowhere. And there was not the money coming in. So I wasn't showing up. I wasn't being present. I was just feeling chaos and overwhelm a lot of the time. And so one day I was talking with this coach and just explaining all this and, and feeling really worried about that month's money. And she just explained to me, she looked at me and she's like, you know, my days are so planned and that gives me freedom. And I was like, oh, and then we sort of like unpacked her days. And one of the reasons that in my mind she was so free is because she actually only worked 15 to 20 hours a week. And the rest of the time, you know, she could be with her kids. She could do what she needed. And this just sounded so great. And so in my head, it was like, well, I'll just figure out, you know, what to do in those 15 hours a week. But what I realized is that in order to make the money in those 15 to 20 hours a week, 
she had to be really clear about what she was doing. And then she also had to be really clear that she could give herself permission to take off the other parts. Like there's so much drama from past and future and how things are supposed to be and conditioning we've had that can get in the way of us feeling freedom right now that a plan if we think of a plan just at its very basic level of helping us hold the space to show up right now, right? So let's say, like, I held the space in my plan to record this podcast right now. A little later today, I have some space in my calendar to go on a walk because moving my body really helps me to show up to this work, to show up to my kids, to happily make dinner. And I would, when I don't plan my days, I don't just intrinsically go walk, but I'm holding the space to make this happen. And guess what? I don't always want to walk <laughs> when I show up to it. I don't always want to press record. Right now, I sat here for the beginning, you know, 20 minutes being like, what am I going to say? Like, how am I going to say this? This doesn't feel as, as you know, packaged up as us usual content. How am I going to do that? And yet part of the planning process was giving myself that 20 minutes to like freak out, to feel my emotions, and then to press record. And that's where planning is creating space. And it's beautiful. And we're going to get into like the specifics of that um, when we get into planning for the day, which is going to be part of this series. I think it'll be the third one. But for right now, what I want to talk about is one more idea about time. And then I want to give you an exercise that you can do. So in coming out of this crazy energy that I'm talking about that I was dealing with, a couple years back with a coach. Um, on the other side of that was me having the idea actually for the planner. So I think I was being coached during my book tour year. So I so I think that's when the, the timing was now that I'm thinking about it. I told you a minute ago it was before I wrote the book, but I actually think it was during my book tour year, which was you know, kind of a whim of a thing. Like there was some planning involved um, and there was definitely some freedom seeking in that gesture of taking my kids out of school for a year and seeing what that would be like. And uh, actually the planned part at the beginning went fabulously. And then about four months in when I hadn't quite gotten that far in the plan, that's when I started to really hit overwhelm and wonder how I was going to turn this thing around and make this work. Um, and that's when I hired the coach. And that is also when I got the my next sort of big idea, which was the flow planner. This happened again this year um, to me in a different way. So this year, as many of you know, it was a hard year as a mom, um, just because one of my kids suffered a lot. And so it was an, another year where I did some deep coaching, being coached work. So I would say my book tour was the last time that I've, I always have a coach, but that book tour year, I had to go really deep. And this year I had to go really deep. And in both of those years and in the time in between as a coach myself, I find that some of the best advice I get and some of the best advice I give is to slow down. So this big idea comes and sometimes some of us are scared to even let it come. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But a lot of you have ideas. They're, they're there. Um, they're wanting to surface. They're wanting space. and 
And part of it is just slowing down, slowing down for long enough to get it. And this is really like anti everything we've been taught about time. It's like, you know, we need to go, 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 busy, busy, busy to get as much out of a day as possible. You know, I feel like that, you know, that is what we, that is time. That is us seizing the moment, seizing the day. And I can tell you that over and over and over again, the biggest things that have happened to me, the biggest things that I've watched happen to clients have happened after slowing down. And it's actually the reason we did camp. It's why we did the pause right now, because right now in history, we had this whole 18 month period where basically we had to slow down. And then now things are, are picking back up. And I'm, and you know, we're all noticing that that doesn't necessarily feel so good um, because there was parts that we liked about the slowdown, but we didn't necessarily take the time to assess them. We didn't, we haven't processed them maybe at the level that we needed to. And so as things are picking back up, we're, we're going because that's what we've been conditioned to do to just go move, get busy, get fast. Like that's what, how you're going to land in your dreams. That's how you're going to make things happen for you, for your kids, for your family, all the things, right? Like you must have to work your way through that to-do list in order to get what you want. But actually, I want to pose just the opposite. If you have this like notion that there's something bubbling up inside of you, if you have so many things that you're wanting to do, so much you're wanting to accomplish, and you look at this to-do list and it just makes you want to throw up or just feel like an awful human, slow down, put away the to-do list, take as many breaths as you can in that moment, and then you're going to do the exercise I'm going to give you because you're going to allow yourself to slow down long enough to do it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the full story slowing down. And after you do this, you're going to have to keep reminding yourself to slow down. That was what this past year was for me, was a consistent reminder. I feel like I hired multiple coaches this year to remind me to slow down. Because as I was, you know, stepping actually into a level of work and serving you all and my community and my clients more than ever. And as I was stepping into my role as mother in a way that I hadn't had to before. And as I was really actually coming into more loving relationship with myself than I had ever before, it felt like it needed to happen fast. And what it really needed was for me to slow down so that I could land again, in the now moment. I needed to be present. What was most important this year was my presence. And whatever I could do to just be like, okay, I'm here. How can I be present? Five minutes later, okay, I'm here. How can I be present? That was the most important thing about this year. And so that's where like being present and planning actually for me come together. Like I had to do a lot of thinking about this this year. And that's where this what I'm sharing with you right now feels new and not perfected and not as simple as possible. But I feel like this idea that I've always, always known that where it's at is in the present moment, always fought with this idea of having a plan. It, it fought with it because I thought that if I had a plan, I would not be in the flow. I wouldn't be in the now moment. I'd be in my plan. 
And this year I really, you know, and obviously I changed my mind about that a couple years back because the flow planner has been out for quite a few years now. And this year I solidified that at a different level um, because I experienced presence and the now moment at a different level. And so right now, this is the exercise that I'm going to offer you to really help yourself start to find flow. And again, this is going to be part of a series of three things. So this is kind of like step one. And step one is about slowing down so that you can do this and about dreaming. It's about really letting yourself dream. It's about detaching from what all your understanding is about time, actually, never quite said it that way, but all your understandings about what's possible, right? Because a lot of times the reason we don't dream is because we don't have money, but it's not really we don't have money. It's that we don't have the amount of money now that we think we need to do this dream. Or, you know, it becomes about time because we think it's not the right time because our kids are too young and maybe when they're older. So I want you to let go of all that. I want you to slow down and let go of all that and see what comes up as your dream. If it's hard to think because literally kids are in diapers and money's really hard and work is overwhelming and you're really stuck in the news cycle and you're not quite there, you know, you're not quite to a place where dreaming feels possible. Think about this as five or 10 years from now. Just go out beyond COVID, beyond diapers, beyond the teen years, enough time for you to have created something amazing, enough time for you to earn the money you need. What's there? What's that? What is that dream? Elizabeth Gilbert wrote a book called Big Magic, and I love the way that she talks about ideas. And she has this concept that there are ideas and we grab onto them. And if we don't do something with them, then the idea lives outside of us and the next person will come along and do something similar with that idea. We'll take that idea. So you can see this playing out in the world, but it's kind of fascinating to think about when you're thinking about your dreams because so often we become so attached to our dream and to the limitations we have around our dream. And it becomes so much a part of us when in fact it was just an idea that we grabbed and I'm doing this um, amazing painting class right now which I will tell you more about on another day with my friend Whitney Freya and she talks she recently wrote a book so we're going to get her on the podcast too oh my gosh so many good conversations to have because she has great ideas about time um, and she talks about how when we have an idea Basically, we become like the gardener, like the idea is like a seed, and we become the gardener that needs to tend to the seed. And I love that visual because it separates us from the idea. When we're the gardener, it's not about us. It's about the idea coming to light. It's about the house being renovated. It's about the book being written. It's about the child even being raised. And even though many of those things are literally coming from us, they are not us. And it frees us up to have this dream about whatever it is that we're dreaming about. So I recommend creating space and 
sitting down, make the space as intentional as possible. Um, we heard from Portia during camp to light candles when you're trying to make sacred space. Um, and many of my teachers and mentors, I see this every time they sit down to write, they light a candle. So make an intentional space. So maybe you light a candle. Maybe it's that you go, always go outside. Maybe it's that you have a journal and a special pen. Maybe you get a new journal. Maybe you have a stack of papers that you're going to write this vision on. But make it special. Make this idea of dreaming special. And then really create the time space for you to do it. So you're going to create the physical space to do it. And then you're going to create the time space to do it. So, you know, and you don't have to fight that. Like that doesn't have to be something that you tell yourself you don't have. If you feel like your time right now is very full, wake up a little earlier, stay up a little later, do this while you're having lunch. Um, Notice the times that you have some alone time and just build it into that. Don't fight time in order to sit down and do your vision. Get, just explore. There you have time. So just let yourself see it and just long enough to create a vision for yourself. We will use that same concept to find other time to make the vision happen. Um, and we'll talk more about that in these future episodes. But for right now, all you have to do is find the time to dream. Um, you can also dream as you're going to bed, like literally dream when we're told we dream. So before you go to bed, just get really conscious and, you know, say like, what is it that I'm trying to create in my life? Go to sleep. Let your mind wander, have a notebook by your bed, and before you do anything else in the morning, write it down. Take away temptations, take away that phone, just have that notebook there so that you can write it down. This doesn't have to take up more space than you're comfortable with. You just have to make a little bit of space to dream. And then obviously we sort of got into this, but you need the sort of mental and heart space, which sometimes is about being alone, especially if you have kids around, finding quiet, finding, you know, just setting the tone to be able to tune into what you most need to hear. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. This is the exercise. The exercise is about dreaming. And the reason that we dream, I'm just going to give you a couple of reasons just so that you can believe me that this is worth it, is not to lock yourself in. <laughs> to the way it's supposed to be. That's not the purpose behind this, which is a lot of times how we have come to think of planning. It's about getting out of your own way. It's about seeing what you're capable of. It's about starting off. It's hard to just start off from not wanting anything. So it's about starting off. It helps you create focus. It's becomes an emotional connection that motivates you. It becomes a connection that motivates you so that you can believe that something big is possible. It also starts to act as a container for showing up to the best version of a now moment. So let me explain this a little bit. Let me just break down something that just recently happened. So we recently just hosted camp. I created a vision for camp and it involved tens of thousands of moms. 
We had thousands of moms, but we did not have tens of thousands of moms. But as I was creating the content, as I was interviewing the people, I was doing it for the tens of thousands of moms. I was doing it for the vision. And it opened up a space in me and it opened up a way to show up that I might not have had the capacity to do if I was doing it for, you know, whoever showed up. Like, let's say I just had this idea of like, I'm creating this and if one mom shows up, that's great. No, I was creating this to hold enough space for 10,000 moms. I think it ended up we had four. So that's a lot of people. <laughs> and I don't know that I would have created the capacity for even that many people if I hadn't have had this dream. So it's not about making every goal. It's about, again, it's that concept of opening up space, which seems to be the 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 string that's weaving through this whole episode is that what we're doing in planning, what we're doing in this vision is we are literally figuring out how to open up space to drop in to now, which is all we ever have is right now. All right. So go make that vision. I want to hear about your vision. I can't wait for your vision. And once you have your vision, hopefully that's when this next episode on time will drop and we will keep going and I will tell you what the next step is. See you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliments you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at healthymomsmeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.